When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is a lack of respect all the way around this weekend. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and the ESPN app. Courtney, good morning. What's going on? Good morning. I am just coming out of the uh, my slumber from a GM search uh, covering the Minnesota Vikings. We've got a head coach search that needs to be complete soon before I fall asleep in the middle of this radio show, but I am alive, I am caffeinated, and I am doing all, I am doing okay so under let, the given circumstances. How are you doing? I am doing outstanding, and I'm excited for these championship games this weekend. I am shot out of a cannon, so let's get right to it. Guys fold when I know the pressure's coming. That's not Joe Burrow. Don't you know that I'm trouble? I'm tired of the underdog narrative. We're a really, really good team. We're here to make noise. Courtney, let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And the straight talk is this. The Cincinnati Bengals are getting disrespected here. Joe Burrow's getting disrespected here. And I understand everything about the Kansas City Chiefs and the greatness that they have represented over the last several years. But you need to take a look at what's going on with Cincinnati and recognize that this is a Kansas City Chiefs team from a few years ago, that's exactly what the Bengals are right now. It is a team that beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago. I called that game for ESPN Radio. The Chiefs had absolutely no answers for Burrow, who threw for 446 that day. And you had Jamar Chase go for 266 on 11 catches. Courtney, I just don't see how this can be such a foregone conclusion among many that the Chiefs are headed back to the Super Bowl. I don't either, and I think that the disrespect that the Cincinnati Bengals get in the grand scheme of things is because of the quick turnaround and the fact that they haven't been at this stage. It's still technically a very new group, and that the Chiefs are hosting their four-straight AFC championship game, which is something that's never been done before. So you look at experience versus inexperience, but... The reason I look at the Cincinnati Bengals and think, okay, I'm confident that this team can not only beat the Chiefs, but you know, be a competitive team in the Super Bowl, think about what happened last week with Buffalo. They take away the Chiefs' defense, takes away Stephon Diggs. Cool. That's fine. Here's Gabriel Davis. Here's four touchdowns. Here's somebody else that you have absolutely no answer for on top of incredible quarterback play from Josh Allen. And I just think that you look at Cincinnati's weapons. It's not just Jamar Chase, who, by the way, in that first game that they played, 34-31 Bengals, had three touchdowns on top of those 266 receiving yards. You also have to account for T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, C.J. Uzoma. I mean, there's a lot of weapons here, and that's the thing that bothers me the most, Chris. Their cast of characters around Joe Burrow doesn't seem to get the grand level of respect that we've seen for a Patrick Mahomes, his supporting cast, even Josh Allen and his supporting cast. They match up. They match up in every way. They they have just as many weapons, Courtney, as the, the Kansas City Chiefs do. And everybody looks at Tyreek Hill and just puts him on this next level. 
Chase, to me, is already the best receiver in the NFL. I, I fully believe that. I, I, you see a guy that in his rookie season has been off the charts. And look, for me, I think it's impressive for Burrow that mm-hmm. the single most important part of what's gone on the last few weeks, nothing bothers him. Nothing bothers him. Nine sacks last week. He still threw for 345 yards. They're, they're sacking him, Courtney, around his legs, at his knees. This is a guy that tore his ACL last year, and he is not even remotely phased by it. And we have discussed this at length, the idea that he is the perfect quarterback for Cincinnati. Well, in a lot of ways, he's the perfect quarterback in terms of mentality. You don't see this many guys, that many guys come along that have that coolness about them mm-hmm. that just shows that they are in complete control and never intimidated by any situation. If nine sacks are not going to phase the guy, and yeah, I know he was probably pretty sore this week in recovering from the Tennessee pass rush, it makes me think there's nothing that's going to. And I'm with you on that because you have to look at the defense that he's going against. Yes, the Chiefs have improved from where they were to start the season, but they've kind of fallen off a cliff here the last couple games. Any team that was not the Pittsburgh Steelers in that wild card round that they played against the last four games. They've allowed 30.5 points per game, 423 yards per game on average. Are those not stats that Joe Burrow has put up in many of the games that he's played down the stretch of the 2021 season and in the playoffs? Like, I just don't get where we look at Joe Burrow and say, okay, like he's not capable of this moment. The moment's too big. Like, he's already aced. Two tests so far with a wild card round and, and the win that they had in Tennessee last weekend on the road. Now you have to go on the road to Arrowhead. I know that's a really tough place to play. It's going to be absurdly loud. I don't know if you saw Michelle Steele, who is an ESPN uh, Sports Center bureau reporter, was out in Cincinnati yesterday, and her tweet was of outside Paul Brown Stadium, of them simulating the crowd noise that they're going to experience in Arrowhead. She was outside of the stadium, and it, I had the volume up on my phone, and it was deafening. Yeah. Like, the silent count, the hard count, like, all of that stuff is going to be so important for Joe Burrow this week. But he's played in these environments before. He's played the Kansas City Chiefs before, and he beat them. I think that it can happen again. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easier and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So we're going to dive more into the matchups of the AFC Championship game, which, of course, is 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon and the NFC Championship game with the 49ers and the Rams, the 49ers who have already beaten the Rams twice. Thus, why are they underdogs in that game, which many believe could end up being an actual home game for the 49ers? We will delve into why that's the case and the actual numbers that would suggest that will be the case. It is all on the way and The matchup that means the most in that 49er Rams game, we will get that perspective next from one of our experts. Rob Ninkovich joins us in moments. Chris and Courtney and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Checks with McPherson. Snap. Spot. Kick is up. We shared the field with these dudes not long yes. ago, and we beat them. There has to be some value in that. Do you now believe in the Bengals the way the Bengals believe in the Bengals? Both of these teams went out and did absolutely everything they had to do to win, and the Cincinnati Bengals were better. But it wasn't the AFC Championship. Yep. It wasn't that arrowhead, and everything was not on the line that day. It is this game. There was a decent amount on the line, but not all of it. Ryan Clark, 100% right. It is Greeny. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Chris Carling, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny today. We just brought you the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So we delve more into the two matchups and the championship games this weekend. We welcome in ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich. Rob, right out of the gate, the Bengals and the Chiefs, how much does what happened in that first game play into Sunday? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Zero. Zero plays into that. Whatever's in the past, in the past. And that's coming right out of the old Bill Belichick. You can't look back because it's never going to help you looking forward. If you look back and you say, oh, we won. We beat them in the past. We beat them a couple weeks ago. We can do it again. No, no, no. This is a brand-new game. You're both 0-0. It's the playoffs. Everything ramps up a little bit. So it doesn't matter. You have to go out there. You have to execute. you got to play well. you got to take care of the football, all the little things. And, that, and that's what really matters the most in the playoffs. All right, but how about learning out of that first matchup for both of these two teams? Let's take it from the Chiefs' perspective. How do they defend Jamar Chase? Uh, well, first of all, you don't just put one guy on him. you got to make sure you you put a couple guys on him. you got to have more attention to him. You know, he's a go-to guy. Um, if he's anywhere near the line of scrimmage, if he comes anywhere close to a defensive end on a, on a crossing route or a linebacker within five yards, you got to hit him. You got to put your hands on him. You got to slow him down. You got to make it a long day for, for just his release. You can't just let him run down the field unscathed like we see all these teams do. A la Buffalo, 13 seconds. I'll oh, just let Kelsey run down the field with no one touch him. Yeah, it's a smart idea. Um, doesn't work out, and it probably gets you beat. So they got to get hands on him. 
Do you think we see any defense from either team this Sunday? I mean, the first meeting between them produced 65 points, 889 combined yards. You'd like to think that somebody wants to try to stop the other team, but feels like another high-scoring affair uh, on, on the table. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the rules are in place for a reason, and I don't think the, seat, the stadiums are full because they, they want to see great defense. So um, all the rules in place are doing exactly what they're supposed to do, score a ton of points, limit the defense and what they can do, and that's what people want to see. They want the fantasy points high, right? You know, fantasy is not great when it's uh, 10, to, 10 to 6, 10 to 7. So uh, at the end of the day, there's going to be points scored. I mean, you, you can't stop a great offense from scoring points. So what you have to do is limit the bad football. What that is is turnovers, um, bad uh, special teams play. We've seen special teams really uh, destroy teams here in the playoffs. So, you got to play fundamentally sound in, in all three phases. You got to take care of the football. That's that's the key to winning and losing is the turnovers. ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich joining us. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today. All right, from the Chiefs' perspective, coming off that kind of game last week, as crazy as it was down the stretch, what are the biggest challenges in getting a game like that, especially in the playoffs, Rob? In your rear view, in your rear view mirror. Well, I, I think experience helps. I think being in those situations kind of help you have confidence knowing that, hey, we've come back from a lot and we've been able to, to score with not a lot of time left. So, you know, if we're in any of these situations, we have the confidence that we can do it. Um, the situational awareness, all that stuff comes into to, to effect. You have all these coaches you look at, after the game is over, should I have squibbed it? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? All these little things, the little things really, really come back to haunt you at the end of the game. How many timeouts you have left, you know, which is crazy. Nobody thinks like, oh, in the second half, you know, in the third quarter when we don't have enough guys on the field and it's our field goal unit, we call a timeout. Now we only have two left. In the fourth quarter with a minute left, we need our, as many timeouts as possible. You see it every single week. These teams screw it up. So um, I think having that experience helps you. But at the end of the day, it's about executing, and that's what both teams are going to have to do, execute. Switching gears to the NFC Championship game, which happens after chiefs Bengals on Sunday evening. Uh, I think about all the window dressing and all of the motion and all the things that Kyle Shanahan likes to do offensively. How do you think they're going to – implement some of those strategies into the run game, maybe some motion movement in the run game against that five-man def- five defense in front of the Rams? Well, you've definitely seen Samuel and the things that, that he can do out of the backfield, the, the speed motions, the, the, um, the, the speed sweeps, all that stuff that they do. Um, that's just to mess with your eyes. So at the end of the day, as a defensive lineman or a linebacker, you can't let your eye, your eyes fool you to what the guy in front of you is showing you. And what that means is if I'm a defensive end and my tackle is not looking at me, he's looking across the field at another linebacker, well, he's probably not going to come and touch me. He's probably going to try and work his way up to his linebackers. So I better get my eyes up to look for anything coming back, a flash, a tight end, Kittle coming back to chop me down. In the, in the inbox because they do a lot of those flash plays where Kittle comes back to the outside linebacker, takes your knees out, or fakes that and runs to the flat, and then that's your boot. And then there's a low and a high. So with all that, you just got to trust your keys. Read your keys, which are 
the guys that are in front of you tell you the story. All the quick motions and the, the shifts and the, you know, the fullback move in places, all that's to just screw you up. That's just to get your eyes somewhere else. Got to read your keys. Rob Nikovich joining us, ESPN NFL analyst. Rob, I think we can agree that Matthew Stafford was in the zone last week, brought to you by AutoZone, getting the zone, AutoZone, 368 against the Buccaneers, leading him down the field to win that game. What does this game present as the biggest challenges for Matthew Stafford in trying to find a way to beat a team that he hasn't been able to beat twice already? Well, I mean, it's... it's got huge ramifications on his career. I think that if you look at what the Rams did this offseason, they went out and they went and selected the quarterback they felt with their their offense would be their best opportunity, not just to get to a Super Bowl. Don't forget, they went to a Super Bowl not too long ago. They lost. It's not just going, it's winning. So I think they made these moves. They really sold out through all the chips in the middle of the table. They wanted to win a Super Bowl this year. So the pressure's on Stafford to not screw it up. You got the weapons, you got the defense, you got everything you need. Don't turn the ball over, don't throw interceptions. Cooper Cup, hold on to the football. Special teams, snap center, don't snap it over the, the quarterback's head. All those little things. This team needs to, to play well in this next game because they were built to win a Super Bowl, not just to get there. I think the one thing that maybe we haven't talked about as much as maybe we should coming out of the Bucks Rams game last week is just how good that pass rush was in pressuring Tom Brady 17 times. I believe that was the second most uh, highest rate that he had during the 2021 season. What do they need to do? I mean, what can, can the 49ers slow down Aaron Donald? I mean, is there any sort of way yep. that you see that happening? Yep. You run right at him. You run at him and you hope that he swims or rips or tries to olay, what olay is, is like if someone's coming at you, it's like a bull. Think about a bull coming at you really hard. You don't hit them head on. You you run, you run you act like you're going to go hit them, and then you olay them. You let them fall on his face. Aaron Donald likes to play with swims, rips, olays, speed. So the best way to beat that is to run directly at it and hope that he jumps out of the way, tries to make a play around it. And then if you have a big, strong, fast running back, which they do, he hits the hole quick. He hits it downhill, north and south. No, no break in your stride. You know, the biggest mistake you can make as a running back playing Aaron Donald is stopping your feet or trying to shift in the backfield. That's when he just eats you alive because he makes that move around the tackle or the, the guard or the center, and then there you are. So you got to run right at him. you got to be physical. The Rams are built for speed. They're not built for power. I mean, Aaron Donald's a big, strong guy, but he's not 300 pounds. Um so you just got to use the weight of your offensive lineman, and you got to use the explosiveness of your running back to run north and south. Rob Nikovich joining us right now. Okay, the 49ers in those first two games ran it 75 times. If you're the yep. Rams, and, and they didn't go for just ridiculous numbers either. They probably averaged in those two games about four yards a carry. Debo Samuel's out there, but if you're the Rams, how much is this just going to be about loading it up and trying to make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you? Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest, that's the hardest part, right? I mean, you have a good running game and you have the the balance, which balance is not being one-dimensional, not just having only one thing that you like to do and over and over again. They spin the dial, really. They spin everything. They, they kind of go at you in different directions with, you know, run, 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 pull the ball, play action, not crazy deep passing game. 
um, but it but it's successful. So what they got to do is you have to make them one dimensional, and that the way to do that is to score early and score fast. So how do you make a team stop running the football? Well, you make them run out of time, and they realize well we can't just keep running the ball. We need to score. So to stop a team in the running game, you score offensively, get up 10, 14 points on the team. They can't run the ball like they want to. We saw the 49ers add a new wrinkle to their offense, which is putting Trent Williams in motion, which is absolutely terrifying. If I was a defender, I'd be scared out of my mind. But now that we know that Take he his kneecaps out. I mean, that's the easiest way to stop a big guy coming at you like that. You cut him. And if it's, if it's inside the tackle box, it's not a penalty. So they can flash cut somebody if it's inside the tackle box. That's the new rule. The second you're outside the tackle box, you can't cut. But if it's in between the tackles, and he's coming at you with a full head of steam, you take your inside shoulder, you take his outside knee out. And that's how you stop that. Well, I guess I now know why the uh, donut drill, as I like to call it in uh, practice that I see every single day, why that's so effective and important for defenders. But it just I know- slows you down. So when you do it the first time, usually an offensive lineman – they come with a big head of steam. They're ready to kill you, run you over. You take their knees out the second time. They're a little bit, they're on heels. They're on high heels. They're kind of tippy-toeing. Well, Rob, football fact. Yeah, well, Rob, <laughs> as we lead to it, just simply, last one, who wins this each game and why? This one's tough for me on the Kansas City side, the Bengals side, because I really love the Bengals. I think that they are built in a great, great way. You know, they go out, they do some great free agents. I love Trey Hendrickson. I think he's been a great addition. I love Joe Burrow. I just think Kansas City right now, they're flying high, and the biggest thing that that Cincinnati has an issue with is that's their pass rush. Their offensive line can't really block. I mean, they had nine sacks last week for negative 68 yards. You can't win like that. So I'm going to go with Kansas City, and uh, I'm also going to go with the Rams. Great stuff, Rob. We appreciate it. Enjoy the games this weekend. All right. Take care, guys. Be good. ESPN NFL analyst Rob Nikovich joining us. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today, this Valentine's Day. It pays to plan ahead with 1-800-Flowers.com. From first dibs on great deals to the best selection on Valentine's Day, roses and guaranteed delivery don't wait to wow. Up your love game today with the biggest and brightest roses from 1-800-Flowers. Right now, 1-800-Flowers has an amazing offer for our listeners. Get 24 assorted roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. This is an unbelievable offer from 1-800-Flowers. 24 assorted roses, $39.99. Upgrade to 24 red roses, $10 more. Whether it's a full spectrum of assorted roses or timeless red roses, you can't go wrong. With a bouquet from 1-800-Flowers, all roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak, cared for every step of the way, and shipped fresh to ensure lasting beauty. Bouquets are selling fast, so lock in your Valentine's delivery date today to order 24 assorted roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon and enter code GREENY. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hurry. Offer expires today. When you're 44, I guess you get asked about that a lot. And, you know, a lot of people thought I was done playing football in 2015. So now if you're Tom Brady, I got Max Kellerman calling the plays now, not Byron Leftwich. 
and I don't know about Kyle Bose, he may get a job. I have kids now, too, you know, and I care about them a lot as well. My wife is my biggest supporter. It pains her to see me get hit out there. I think Tom Brady runs it back one more year. It is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out because you can make the argument that Tom Brady's best chance to win another Super Bowl should he come back is not in Tampa. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney, I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days. There's been so much retirement talk, and we've probably never heard Brady talk in this way before. Now, I am purely speculating that when I hear him talk this much about it, he is thinking this way primarily because the situation that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be in from a salary cap perspective is not necessarily a great one. And you don't know if you're going to be able to get back here with that same group for a third time and win a championship in Tampa for the second time. Could this be option C, not A or B, Tampa or retire, but option C, Tom Brady going somewhere else for one more year to try to win a championship with a third different team? I think it's entirely possible. I mean, the guy is, he's defied everything we've ever thought was possible about the quarterback position. So yeah, if there's something behind the third door here, I'm willing to take a look. I think everybody in the NFL should consider that because we just never know with Tom Brady. And in hearing him speak there in the rejoin, you think, okay, well maybe he actually is teetering this line of retirement for real. But you just don't know. And okay, so like the cap situation in Tampa Bay next year, they're, you know, roughly like 11 mil, they have about 11 million in cap space. And of course, if Tom Brady wants to come back and play one final season at 45 years old, you make that happen. Now you'd have to, uh, to be able to fit him on your books, you'd have to probably do some things differently. And you wouldn't be able to have Bruce Arians say, you're not going anywhere, you're not going anywhere, you're not going anywhere the way that he did after the Super Bowl run. But you would make it work if Tom Brady wants to play for you. Now, if it's another team, that makes this whole free agency period coming up in March really, really intriguing. And I know that we call it a free agency period. You have so many quarterbacks that are currently on teams that are still under contract, i.e. a Russell Wilson and an Aaron Rodgers that might want to trade, be, be traded out of there that I still consider them in the mix because you'd be getting those deals done probably around the time of free agency. Think about places that need quarterbacks. Denver, Pittsburgh, New Orleans. I mean, there's places that we're not even really, really thinking about yet, and I'm not at all saying he's going to Cleveland, but that's one of those that are like, not yet, like you're not entirely sure. Las Vegas, same category. Minnesota, same category. Um, But it would be really intriguing to see where he could end up playing the final year of his career and what he wants out of that. I mean, We all think that Aaron Rodgers is headed to Denver, right? After Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator, was hired by the Broncos yesterday. Does that automatically put Aaron Rodgers there? Or what if Tom Brady ended up saying, hey, let's go west. Let's go to San Francisco, potentially. Mm, You hit on it. How perfect is that? Let's talk about that for a moment. Tom Brady is from Northern California. He was in the building for the catch. Dwight Clark against the Cowboys. He was in the building. He grew up 
a 49ers fan. Let's draw this up in a situation that makes sense for both teams. If you're the 49ers, let's say that you lose this week and Jimmy Garoppolo plays poorly. Two touchdowns, six interceptions his last four games. We all are operating under the assumption that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing somewhere else next year. Mm -hmm. If you are the San Francisco 49ers, constructed as you are, Tom Brady not being a free agent, would you trade the Buccaneers, Trey Lance, for Tom Brady to chase a championship next year? I think you would have to do it. You would, I mean, if he wants to come to your team, you make it happen. And, I mean, the storybook ending, how perfect would that be? He gets to go home, and if he wins the San Francisco 49ers a championship in the process of doing that, that's incredible. But if he doesn't and you hedge everything on this one season where, you know, I'm looking at their 2022 roster right now, they've got all of their pieces in place following the 2021 season. Um, If you hedge the farm – the future with uh, Trey Lance and send him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and put him in a situation where he can win with the offense that Bruce Arians has down there, no matter who the play caller is going to be. If Brian, Byron Leftwich ends up in a head coaching job, like I think you'd look at that and be like, Oh no, did we put too much in for a short term gain versus the long term effect? I mean, that's the entire reason why they took Trey Lance where they did last April. But I think you'd absolutely have to have the conversation if I'm playing devil's advocate here. If Tom Brady wants to come play for you, I think any of the other 31 teams outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to listen and have to be willing to try to make that happen financially, whatever whatever it would take to do that, even if it is a one-year thing. I, If I'm the Niners and I don't get home here, I have to go make this happen. I have to go make this happen. I have to find a way to make this happen, especially after how close they came a couple of years ago. The window is closing in many different ways, but if it's open for one year, just think about how much that would intrigue Brady. Like, you hear him talk, you hear him discuss what all the options are, This now takes Brady not just to the level of being the greatest of all time at the position, which he already is. This takes him to the level of being the greatest professional athlete of all time. Sure. And it does it in his own hometown for the team that he grew up rooting for. That is, that's not rarefied air. Nobody is up there. That's on the moon. Nobody is there. And the thing is, with Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, so he's gotten you this point to the NFC Championship game. If their season ends this weekend, if it ends two weeks from now, whenever Super Bowl is, if they win or lose, whatever – there's trade value there. Remember, he's not, he's not a free agent after this year. He's got one more year on the contract after he was traded from New England to San Francisco. How incredible would that be? Tom Brady just chasing Jimmy Garoppolo around again <laughs> and getting him uprooted out of San Francisco because he wants to be there. Or how about Jimmy being his backup? Oof. That would never happen. No way. No way. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there. But listen, it's not – the craziest idea in the world for everyone 
involved. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Several industries are projected to grow this year. If you own a business in one of these growing industries and need to hire, go to ZipRecruiter. They find qualified candidates for your job fast. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Speaking of quarterbacks, this is going to be a wild offseason to find out where other stars are going to be playing. What does it mean for Aaron Rodgers? And is there somebody else that actually fits what the Pittsburgh Steelers want that might be very much available for them? Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Broncos better hope Aaron Rodgers ends up there. But who's going to end up in Pittsburgh if it's not Rodgers? It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Courtney, there's a guy I think you're familiar with in Minnesota named Kirk Cousins. And I don't get the impression that whoever the new coach is, and with the hiring of their new GM yesterday, that Kirk Cousins is long for the situation in Minneapolis. To me, if you look at Pittsburgh, that could really be a place where he would make the Steelers in a, he would make them a much better team right away as opposed to trying to go find their guy in the next year or two in the draft or stopgap route. Yes, and it would work in the short term and potentially the long term. But the reason I say short term first is because Kirk Cousins is not somebody who signs a four, five-year contract. He likes these shorter two, three-year deals. And the two-year deal was an extension that he got in Minnesota in 2020 because he wants to hit free agency again. He's going to be 34 years old when he's playing this year, and I think you have to factor in where he's at financially, eighth highest paid quarterback in the NFL, 
He makes $33 million a year on average on this current contract. Now, would he be an upgrade over what you have currently in Pittsburgh in 2022? Without a doubt, because all you have is Mason Rudolph on your roster. And financially, the viability of making that happen is Quasi Adolfo Mensa, you just mentioned, the new Vikings general manager, has to start thinking about dance partners here for a trade. Who can make this happen? Who's not going to rake you over the coals and be like, nah, we already know that $35 million base salary is guaranteed. Either you pay like $20 million of it uh, and we take on the other portion. Like, You need somebody who can try to work with you here, send you back a first or a second round draft pick. I think there's kind of this nine consensus about what could they get in return for Kirk Cousins. But just looking at it from a strict salary cap perspective, the Pittsburgh Steelers have about $37 million in room that they can play with. They can incur the Cousins cap hit and uh, what, what the potential extension would be for him in bringing him on to Pittsburgh. I know that it makes sense more than anything else for them to move on this offseason with a new coaching staff that's coming in, a team that doesn't seem to think it's in a rebuild, even though they have to rebuild their entire defense. I know what um, what the ownership group said, but they're very much rebuilding lots of parts of this roster. It's hard to see where Kirk Cousins fits into that, just given the guy has one playoff win in his career. You've had four years of this experiment. How are you going to bring in a head coaching staff that says, okay, yeah, sign me up for more years of Kirk Cousins. So you start looking around the league in Pittsburgh. They've got an empty chair there. If we're playing musical chairs and the music stops, I would, you know, I wouldn't venture. I would venture to guess that Kirk Cousins ends up somewhere other than Minnesota. The other part of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and and this, the news yesterday that Nathaniel Hackett is getting the Broncos job, leads everybody to believe that they hired him to get Aaron Rodgers to go to Denver. I absolutely believe that's why yeah. they did it. Um, do you believe at this point that Rodgers actually ends up? in Denver because I don't see that as a foregone conclusion right now. I don't. I still think that there's time here to make him happy. And if you want to go somewhere where you're, you can win next year, like really the best pieces that are going to be around you are in a place like Green Bay. They're going to extend Devontae Adams and make him probably the highest paid receiver in the NFL. They're going to give you what you want. They already did this first time around, so why wouldn't they do that again? I think it's just for him the reason that we don't say, okay, well, he's going back to Green Bay, like automatic, done deal. It's because of the coach. Like, I mean, look at where the ceiling is these past three years and where they've hit it pretty hard with with um, Matt LaFleur. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how much further they can go above this. And if Rodgers is like, look, I don't trust the guy who's making the decisions in games and I want to go somewhere else where, you know, I know – like. He knows Nathaniel Hackett in ways that we don't. Like, I always love people like, oh, Nathaniel Hackett, great candidate, love him. Like, we don't know what he's like because the guy doesn't call plays yet. Like, what happens when he actually gets the opportunity to do that on his, on his own, in his own system in, in Denver? And he will get to do that there uh, more than likely. Maybe that's a better fit for Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day because he'll understand from a in-game perspective somebody who maybe aligns his vision more to Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, to me, has been as nice as possible all season long with Brian Gutekunst because it didn't work last offseason when he was a jerk. So now, let me see if I can get what I want by being nice about it. I think he's going to want out, and I think he's going to want to try to go do it somewhere else, just like Tom Brady did. This is going to be amazing to watch, and we haven't even touched on the Russell Wilson of it, too. 
There are so many different places for quarterbacks to end up. It's going to be a great offseason. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.